You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after this incident, reveals the following verse in the Holy Qur'an, Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 207. And there are among people, some who are willing to sell their lives, dedicate their lives to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sacrifice their life for Allah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is immensely kind to such devoted servants. Now, this verse was honored in this verse was revealed in honor of Ali ibn Abi Talib to honor this act of sacrifice. Some other schools of thought they've disputed that Allah revealed this verse for Imam Ali. First of all, we have many, many Sunni sources that say this verse was revealed in honor of Amir al-Mu'mini. Let me read to you some of these sources. For example, Ahmad ibn Hanbal in his book Al-Musnad, he narrates this. Al-Tabari in his tafsir, Al-Tha'labi in his tafsir, Al-Hasakani in his Shawahid al-Tanzil tafsir work. He narrates this from Ibn Abbas that Allah revealed this verse on the night of the Hijrah in honor of Ali ibn Abi Talib. Al-Qurtubi also talks about this verse. Ibn Asakir, Ibn Al-Athir, Ibn Hajar, Halabi in his seerah. So many Sunni sources that clearly state Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this verse in honor of Ali ibn Abi Talib Now those who have a disease in their hearts like Ibn Taymiyyah, he rejects it. No, this is not about Ali ibn Abi Talib. And he makes an argument that the Surah Al-Baqarah is a Madani Surah whereas this verse is revealed in Mecca on the last night of the Hijrah, right? Before the Hijrah. So that's proof that this is all false, even though there are tens and tens and tens of sources which make this hadith mutawatir. According to Sunni schools of thought, this is mutawatir. Because to many Sunni schools of thought, you only need 10 sources for a hadith to be successive and generate certainty, yet he rejects it. Interestingly, we find that Al-Halabi, who has the famous work of Sirah on the Prophet, he responds to Ibn Taymiyyah. He says, Ibn Taymiyyah, you have no right to falsify this hadith that states Allah revealed this verse in honor of Imam Ali. First of all, we have so many sources, how do you deny them? Secondly, true, Surah Al-Baqarah is a Madani chapter, however what? Exactly, you can have some verses that were revealed in Mecca. And in fact, this is very common in the Quran. You have many Meccan chapters, some of their verses were revealed in Medina. You have many Medani chapters, some of their verses were revealed in Mecca. So this is quite common in the Holy Quran, this is not something unusual. We have many, many such examples. Surah Al-Isra for example, it's a Mecca verse, uh, Mecca surah, some of its uh, verses according to Sunni and Shia were revealed later in Medina and vice versa. So he tells him this is not uncommon. Imagine you have a Sunni scholar addressing who? <laughs> Ibn Taymiyyah. 
telling him that you know this is wrong for you to say that so we accept that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this verse in honor of Amir al-Mu'mini now Ibn Taymiyyah and some others they say no Allah revealed this verse about a companion of the Prophet named Suhaib al-Rumi yes brother Yes, Muawiyah, may Allah curse him, he summoned Samara ibn Jundub, one of the companions, evil companion. He told him, what does it take for me to give you? What does it take for you to say that this verse, those who sacrifice their life in the way of Allah, that was revealed about Ibn Muljam, the killer of Imam Ali. What will it take for you to say, I heard this from the Prophet as a companion? Started negotiating 50,000, 100,000 coins, 200,000. They settle on 400,000 coins. Muawiyah pays Samara ibn Jundub 400,000 coins to fabricate a hadith, claiming that he heard the Prophet saying, Allah revealed this verse in honor of Ibn Muljam the killer of Amir al-Mu'minat and this is Muawiyah whom they praise. So yes, the Khawarij did make that claim and Muawiyah was instrumental in the fabrication of this hadith. So now Ibn Taymiyyah and others, they claim Allah revealed this verse in honor of who? Suhaib al-Rumi. Suhaib al-Rumi was a companion of the Prophet from Bani Nimr. In the beginning of his life, he lived a very comfortable life you know, he enjoyed economic comfort, he was affluent, he came from an affluent family and he was initially in Iraq and they had a palace there, a castle there with his father. Then later on, the Romans, they waged a war on Iraq at the time and they imprisoned the people of that village which Suhaib lived in. So he was taken as a prisoner of war by the Romans. Then later on, he went to Rome, right? They took him as a prisoner of war. So he went to the Roman Empire. He learned how to read and write. He learned the Roman language. And after a while, his master who owned him in, Ro in, in the Roman Empire, he frees him. After he frees him, he learns the art of trade how to do trade, how to be a successful businessman and he really becomes a very successful businessman. Then when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Suhaib and his you know last name is Ar-Rumi, the Roman Suhaib, he comes to Mecca, he hears about the Prophet, in those early years he becomes a Muslim. So he becomes one of the companions who joins the message of the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and the Prophet would give him the title of Abu Yahya. No, that, that was an honorary title that the Prophet would give him. Now what happened is that when the Prophet migrated to Medina, Suhaib was amongst the migrants too, who migrated from Mecca to Medina. The pagans stopped him. He was very wealthy, he had a lot of camels, a lot of wealth. They stopped him. They told him, look, we're not going to let you go. You can't go unless you give up your wealth. He says, fine, I'll give you some of my wealth. He gives them some camels. They said, no, more, all of your camels. 
He says, fine, I'll do it in the way of the Prophet, I'll do it. I want to be rejoined with the Prophet. If that's what it takes for you to release me, fine, take my camels. They take all of his camels. Now he had kept one camel for himself to go to Medina with. They said, no, even that camel. He was wearing some expensive clothes. They told him, even those expensive clothes, you give it to us. He says, take everything and just let me go. They let him go. He goes and he joins the Prophet When the Prophet looks at him, now this, this was such a big event, everybody was talking about it. I mean, just imagine somebody giving up all his wealth just to go and join someone. It's not something anybody would do, right? So when the Prophet met him in Mecca, in Medina, according to these hadiths, the Prophet told him, رَبِحَ الْبَيْعُ يَا أَبَا يَحْيَى Oh Aba Yahya, it's true they stripped you from your wealth, but your transaction succeeded. Allah blessed your transaction because now you came and joined the Holy Prophet and he said it three times. And you know, Suhaib, he was very happy that the Prophet accepted this act of sacrifice. So Ibn Taymiyyah and others, they say that Allah then revealed this verse in honor of Suhaib for his act of sacrifice in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We find this objectionable for a number of reasons. Number one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is the wording He uses in this verse? Very specific wording. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَشْرِي And there are those people who yashri themselves. In Arabic, what does the word yashri mean? Sell, right? And there are those who sell their lives. What Suhaib did was the exact opposite. What did he do? He bought his life. He sacrificed his wealth to stay alive because they were about to kill him. He sacrificed his wealth to stay alive. So he actually bought and saved his life and he went and joined the Prophet. But that's not the exact wording of the Qur'an. The Qur'an says, and those who sell their lives, meaning he's, sac he's putting his life in danger. Suhaib did the exact opposite. His life was in danger when they caught him. He sacrificed his wealth to save his life. So that's not an accurate description of the Qur'an if we want to apply it to what Suhaib did. So that in itself is proof that this verse has to do with Imam Ali السلام, a person who did something which was about to get him killed. He's literally putting his life in danger. Yes? Is that why the chat is silent in there? Because uh, also there's silence. Could there be an explanation? You mean man yashtari and yashri? See, yashtari in Arabic means to buy. Yashri means to sell. That's the difference between yashri and yashtari. Don't you say in Arabic ishtarat, right? Yashtari. Yashtari means to buy. Now selling has two words in Arabic. One is yabi'. Another is yashri, to sell. And that's the tafsir of the verse, to sell. So the verse is saying there's someone who sold his life to Allah, not he bought his life from a god. <laughs> because that, because if you look at the whole verse, it's talking about an act of sacrificing a life that's only compatible with selling, not buying. 
Buying is when you do something to protect yourself. Imam Ali did the exact opposite. He did something that put himself in danger. And the verse is talking about a person who's giving his life to God. So while Suhaib did an act of sacrifice, but that's not how you describe it. So this is an indication that this was revealed about another person who is Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib This is, you know, not even just examining the Senad of, of these reports. They're weak Senads that talk about, you know, um, Suhaib being the person in whose honor the verse was revealed. And remember, we have Tawatur on the other side. We have Mutawatir Hadiths that say it was Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib How you, can you take a Hadith with one or two weak Senads and put it in the face of a Mutawatir Hadith? That's not possible. And I mentioned to you so many Sunni scholars who believe this was about Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib By the way, the sources I mentioned to you, the 10 or 15, these were just Sunni, not Shia. If you look at our sources, in the 10s. So this is a mutawatir hadith and you can't dismiss a mutawatir hadith with one or two hadiths that are claiming otherwise. Number three, we actually have a problem in these hadiths that talk about Suhaib. They claim that, if you look at the wording of the hadith, the hadith claims that Suhaib when he was migrating and Allah revealed this verse, he was an old man. However, Suhaib was not an old man at this time. Suhaib, according to historical, historical references, was in fact in his 30s when he did the hijrah. So that's also an indication that these are fabrications because the hadith, when it was later fabricated, it's describing Suhaib as an old man migrating to Medina, whereas he was only in his 30s. So for these reasons and other reasons, we don't accept the claim that this was about Suhaib. And this was indeed about the uh, Imam alayhi Now a few quick observations and next week we'll examine the Prophet going to the cave and some incidents that happened in the cave. Remember Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib stunned the angels of God with his acts of sacrifice. That's big, that's really big. Number two, this incident tells us no one was qualified to sleep in the Prophet's bed other than Ali ibn Abi Talib. You want me to accept that they were qualified to sit on his mimbar and pulpit? The Prophet did not find them eligible, qualified to sleep in his bed. You think he really found them eligible to sit on his pulpit and rule the Muslim Ummah? Where is our moral compass? The Prophet is told there's an assassination plot. Out of all these companions, he runs to Ali ibn Abi Talib and he trusts him with the secret. And you make Ali ibn Abi Talib number four. When the Prophet in every incident in his life, he treated him as number one. Look at the acts of injustice. To the Prophet before Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib. Isn't this insulting to the Prophet himself? when he had a legacy and a habit of always making Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib first, the closest to him, he entrusted him with his secrets. He only found him worthy of giving the sacrifice. But they make others number one, two and three.
and they push Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib to four. And they say four, but if you really analyze what they say about him, very problematic. Sometimes it's not even four because in the hadith, clear hadith that says during Prophet's time, they used to consider Abu Bakr, Omar, and Uthman number three, and the rest of the Muslims are the same. Meaning that Imam Ali was... The equivalent to the others, yeah. Very problematic. Now, this verse is such a clear virtue for Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib that presented other schools of thought a historical dilemma. What do you do about this act of sacrifice? Such praise. So what do they do? In order to overshadow the virtue of the Imam sleeping in the Prophet's grave the night of Hijrah. Remember, that's how the Hijrah started. Whenever you remember the migration of the Prophet and whenever you hear the words uh, after Hijrah, 1439 AH, whenever you hear Hijrah, remember that night there was a sacrifice that made that Hijrah possible. In order to cover that, eclipse it and overshadowed it, they came and they became obsessed with the virtue of the cave and the verse of the cave and it became the greatest virtue God gave any companion in the history of any prophet. Only to eclipse, to eclipse what Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib did. So next we'll examine the verse of the cave. Was it a virtue for Imam Ali for Abu Bakr or not? How did Abu Bakr end up there to begin with? Why did the prophet take him? Was it a virtue? Was it not a virtue? These are some points we'll discuss next week inshallah. وصلى الله على محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين